1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You know, Mike, I think you have Mal Rhino. Oh, Mal Rhino, what's that? Mal Rhino. What's that? Um, a bad or abnormal nose? <laughs> Harsh, but fair.
2: Welcome everybody to another episode of Doctor Matt and Doctor Mark's medical podcast. Today, medical—you didn't, didn't guess—medical terminology, not rhinoplasty. We're going through different and important medical terms that you should be aware of if you are training to be a health professional, a nurse, a doctor, a physio, osteo, whatever you may be training for. We're going to go through the important prefixes, suffixes, anatomical position, directional terms, and some easy ways to remember them and apply them. How does that sound, Matt? Well, it's
1: because it's basically another language, really, isn't it?
2: Yeah, predominantly Latin, Greek, English.
1: You All ready? Right. Yes. So I think we. So should why be- are we
2: doing this? Well, we're doing this because the purpose of medical terminology, the whole reason why we have a- another language. For medicine is it creates a standardized language for medical professionals and the language is quite distinct from colloquial terms that we could use but may get us a little bit confused because one word can have multiple meanings colloquially but in medical terminology we always use the word addressing The anatomical position, and it's always relative to something else.
1: Hmm. I'll just mean that we got requested multiple times (laughs) by students. (laughs) But anyway, thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) Matt,
2: the anatomical position is the way that we always describe the patient. Every time we talk about an uh, anatomical position or a directional term or one bit of anatomy compared to another bit of anatomy. Mm. It's always referring to
1: the anatomical position. How would you describe it? Uh, if you were standing upright, so yes. you're standing um, on your feet, you your soles of your feet are on the ground, and your palms are facing towards the person looking at. So, so at the front.
2: Thanks. <laughs> Feet shoulder width apart, toes facing forward, your f- head or eyes facing straight ahead, your arms by your awesome. side with yeah. your palms facing forward. Now, the term we use is anteriorly, but we'll get there. Yeah, we can't do that yet. Now, remember, you always describe it in relation to the patient's left and the patient's right, not your left, not your right. Mm, that's good. That's good. So, thanks. So, Let's start with directional terms. Now, we use directional terms to describe something in
1: relation to something else. Yeah, so body parts to other body
2: parts? Body parts to other body parts. Maybe somebody's having a surgical procedure and maybe they've got a very long structure. You don't know what part of that structure needs to be operated on or has been operated on or where the problem may be. Mm. So I think if we do a top-to-toe method, what do you think, Matt? Sounds good. Okay, so... Or top-to-bottom? Yeah, top to bottom. First thing is, if I say to you the word superior, what comes to mind?
1: Uh, our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: As in our relationship is superior to others or one of us is superior in either, the relationship? E- either, really.
1: <laughs> but, okay, so superior means on top of or above, right? Um, I don't right, mean, mean that in our relationship. <laughs> Maybe that would be better to use epi. (laughs) We'll get to that prefix. So, superior generally means um, towards the top. Yep. um, Whereas inferior, towards the bottom. Or away from the top. Yeah. Yeah. So, So when we... There you go.
2: I was just going to say, the head, compared to other parts of the body, is superior. Yep. It's the most superior. Yep. The feet are inferior to the head, but the head's superior to the feet.
1: Now, we will just um, make a point here that sometimes when you refer to the limbs, um, superior, inferior is probably not the best term to use. Yes. So do you want to discriminate that now?
2: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Anytime you have a long structure or a structure that's movable, can change position, you often will use the terminology proximal or distal. Now proximal is closest to the site of attachment or the origin and distal yep. is further away from the origin or site of attachment. Can you give me an example for the arm, mat?
1: Yeah, you know, I like the um, specifying from the point of origin. Particularly, mm. I, mean, I guess where the limbs you would, you could say from the, um, where it attaches so, when you refer to the arm, you would say that the shoulder is proximal to the elbow. Yep. Or the shoulder is proximal to the wrist. Perfect. Or the wrist is distal to the elbow because it's further away from the point of attachment.
2: What about a, a,
1: a non-limb structure, like a tube within the body, for example? All right. So, if you use the intestines, um, if you want to start with the small intestine. You would say the small intestine begins at the end of the stomach. Okay. So this would be the first part of the duodenum. If we're just referring to the small intestine only, and you would say the small intestine ends at where it joins the cecum. The large intestine? The large intestine. Okay. So if you were referring to the duodenum, you would say it's the most proximal part of the small intestine. Okay. And as you move distally, you're moving into the other parts. So you'd move into the junum and then the ileum. So Perfect. As you're moving along the small intestines, you know, it's five metres length, you become more distal because you're moving away from the point of origin. And this is
2: useful, again, because it's a big, long tube, mm. you need to designate where along this tube we're referring to. Yeah. Is it proximally? Is it distally? Is it the proximal
1: third? Is it the distal fifth? Who knows? Yeah, so you might, like in a surgical sense, so if you're a medical student or a doctor or a nurse and you're in the operating theatre and you were referring just to the duodenum, they sometimes break it break it up into four parts. Yep. And they might say the first part or more proximally, or you might have things where you specifically need to know a structure that is entering like, you know, the common bile duct opposed to, say, the accessory duct. Mm. You know, the accessory duct. You might want to use it's superior to the common duct or the, the pancreatic duct, but you might say it's more proximal so because it's closer, going closer to its origin. Perfect. So that's probably a better way of using terminology. And you can probably see here why using superior, inferior wouldn't be the best. So proximal distal is better in this case. Some other... Terms that we can use. You could use use that for nerves, you could use that for blood vessels, like you said, hollow organs, particularly the tube like, and as we said earlier, limbs are probably the best ones. Perfect.
2: Other terms that we can use include superficial. So if somebody's being superficial to you, Matt, what does that mean to you? Um, If you described me as superficial, it's all about. Surface. It's all about appearance, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. So superficial is towards the surface. And if somebody's being deep, Th- yeah, it's pretty easy to understand. Yeah, you're thinking
1: inward. <laughs> <laughs> deep, right? Yeah. So superficial, Reflect- reflective. deep,
2: you take a needle. You're going to go from placing that needle most superficially
1: to more deep. Right, yeah. And this is a good one in the context of the burns. Yes. So you, as the burn becomes more severe, it's going into deeper layers, which is probably the way they categorize the severity of burns, right?
2: Yeah, that's a great example. Let's talk about anterior and posterior.
1: Can I just add one here? I know I'm annoying. Yes. Just to superior inferior. Now... Superior, you said, is toward the top. Is that the def? Basics? Towards towards the head. Okay. Now, in some cases, you might want to replace su- superior and inferior with some other terms that basically mean the same. Okay. So, what are they? So, a term that you may use instead of su- superior, you might want to use cranial or cephalic. So they mean head or skull, right? <laughs> towards head. Yeah. Okay. And these, and then. Away from it, so more towards the tail. The tail. You would use caudal. Am I a mouse now? Sure. You're,
2: Do I have I, a tail? You're hiding behind the box. Do so. I have? People don't know what you're referring to. I so we have a box sitting in front of me to stop my sound getting into his microphone. It's yeah. probably not going to work. So, so I have a tail. Why caudal? Why caudal? Which means towards the tail.
1: Hmm.
2: Do we use it? When we talk about... So
1: when you do your research with mice, do you use the term caudal? Not generally. Okay. But I but we can use this more commonly in embryology. Okay. So yeah. why is that? I'm not sure it's necessarily because in embryo we have kind of a vestigial tail-like image. Uh-huh. But it's a bit easy because the embryo is kind of folding in and on itself. It looks like kind of a C shape as it's developing. So if you were to say the most superior... The most superior aspect of the embryo could be its cervical region. Ah. Because like the back of its neck is kind of the most... The top of the sea. Yeah, the, the top. But if you see the tucked in part of, of the sea, that's actually the most cranial portion of the embryos. Ah. So it's kind of tucked under itself. And it's probably the same with the caudal end. It kind of tucks itself under mm-hmm. as well. So I'd, I'm not sure if we use these terms that... Um, extensively in adult, but that's just a discrimination there to be aware that sometimes you might hear cranial, caudal, cephalic and sometimes rostral. Um, in embryology we use rostral and that comes from rostrum, which I think is the podium that people stand on for like the Olympic Games.
2: Oh. So you kind of move above. I thought r- rostral towards the snout.
1: Maybe. Maybe yeah okay. Um, so that's encephalic. You 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 would have heard the the word brachiocephalic. Yeah. So this is meaning a bl- well in this case it was a blood vessel, mm-hmm. a blood vessel that is going to the cephalic region, which is going to be the head and neck region. Whereas the brachio, which we'll get to, is a root term meaning, um, yeah.
2: All uh, right. So can we move to anterior yes. posterior? Sorry about that. Okay. So anterior simply means towards the front. So if somebody's standing anterior, they're standing in front of you. Some Someone's standing posterior, it's behind you. So it's towards the front or towards the back. Okay. Now, for humans, there's another two terms that we can use interchangeably, basically, which is ventral and dorsal. So is this for humans? Because not like animals,
1: you refer ventral dorsal.
2: Yes. So what ventral means is towards the belly. And dorsal means towards the back. Anterior, in front of. Ventral, towards the belly. Posterior, behind. Dorsal, towards the back. So So for us, that means exactly the same thing. But for four-legged creatures, it's totally different. So because a four-legged dog, anterior is in front of it. So that's going to be towards the snout. But ventral, its belly, is underneath it, not towards the snout. So in that sense, anterior is very different to ventral. And same when we look at dorsal, means towards the back. Think of the the dorsal fin on a fish. That's the fin on its back. That's different to posterior for a dog because that's towards the bum.
1: Right. And we do use these terms still, um, like let's say that in the nervous system, we use the ventral root, the dorsal root, the dorsal root ganglion. So some of these terms are used. Yes. Yeah. Are we all done?
2: Last one. Oh, do we do... We did medial and lateral or not yet? No, we haven't done that. Okay, so lateral means towards the side or away from the midline of the body. And medial means towards the middle or towards the midline.
1: Right. So if you... In your anatomic position, if you just draw a line straight down the middle of you, anything that moves towards that midline is medial and anything that goes away, you're moving laterally.
2: That's right. And you can position patients laterally. So that's positioning them on their side, for example.
1: Okay. And that can be also in the limbs as well. You can still have the terms medial lateral in the limb.
2: Yes. Okay. All right. That's directional terms done, Maddie. Is that definitely all of them? Yeah. Yeah, I think we got it. Okay. All right, let's now talk about – I think we should talk about root words. Not rude words, root words. So these are the words that have common origins – within medical terminology, you will hear these words come up over and over and over again. And sometimes the word may be slightly changed to tell you something about it. So there's a whole bunch of root words. Is there one that you can give as an example and I'll try and guess what it refers to? Well, I'll
1: just kind of move through the alphabet with the most common ones. All right. um, Adeno. Adeno? Well, I always think... When I
2: hear adeno, I think gland. Yes, that's right. Perfect. That's correct. Arterio? I always think of arteriole, which is a small blood vessel, so I'm just going to think blood vessel. Artery. Artery. Okay. So specifically artery. Yeah. So arterio, arteries. So with these words like adreno and arterio, you can change them slightly, right, so that you can say something specific about glands or something specific about arteries. So, like adreno, uh, sorry, adeno. You can have adenocarcinoma and mm-hmm. carcinoma means cancer. So you can have
1: gland cancer or cancer of a gland, right? Yeah, I think carcinin, carcin is yeah. cancer, oma, tumor. Okay. So, so, so there's three different w- root words there. Yeah. Because you can have, if you're using the word carcino or carcin, carcin is cancer. Okay. And then you could do a lot of things with carcin. Mm. So, you could be carcinogenic. Yeah. Eugenic is degenerate. Um, just trying to think of other carcin... No, but that? I think
2: that's that's perfect because adeno... I
1: always said carcinoma.
2: Yes. Well, you could have an adenoma. Right. So you can have an adenoma, an adenocarcinoma. All of these additions on the end of the word tell you something different about glands.
1: Oh, yeah. carcinogenesis. Car- yeah, is the, the, of. Of, yeah, the beginning of. Yeah.
2: Okay, so you said arterio, so artery. Arteriole, if you have ol on the end, it's mm-hmm. a smaller descriptor. So arteriole means a small blood vessel or a small artery. What's the next one?
1: Brachy or brachio. Ah. Yes. Um Yes. Bronchi or bronchio. Uh, airway or bronchi or bronchus. 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 Yes. So that's like the the trunks of your airway tree. Okay. Kind of the big the, big, the bigger pipes. Yep. Um, cardi or cardio. That's easy. Heart. Good. So yep. you can
2: have cardiology, cardiogram, cardiography.
1: Yep. Good. Yep. Col or colo um colon yes nice as in like the body part not the um <laughs> not the gra- uh, grammatical uh, inflection yes <laughs> um this is a good one because it's relatively common um site or cyto cell mhm yeah so you can have a cardiocyte
2: heart so it's a heart cell or a cardiomyocyte which is a heart Muscle
1: so cell. That was going to be one, myo, my or myo. Muscle. Muscle.
2: Yep. So again, you can use those two to designate what we're referring to myo for muscle, site for cell, merge them together. So it's you two, have a myo two site.
1: root words there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, encephalo or encephalo? Uh, brain. Yes. Um, gast
2: or gastro. Gut. Stomach? Stomach. Stomach. I suppose if you have gastritis, the itis tells you inflammation and the gastro tells you stomach. So gastritis is inflammation of the stomach. Yes. Um, hemato. Hemato is blood? Yes. Perfect. Gyn- gyno. Gyno has to be uh, female or yeah. female? Female's is it just right. female? Yep. Yeah. So gynecology um lap
1: lapa or laparo. Uh, lapa or laparo.
2: I think that has to do with in the in the abdomen. It can be abdomen or flank. So like a laparoscopy is a scope so into the abdomen or a laparotomy, which is a cut into the
1: abdomen. Yep. yep. We've done myo, um, yep muscle what about, what about neuro brain.
2: Or nerve,
1: I should nerve. say. Sorry. Ocul or oculo. I. How is that different to ophthalm? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, or optic.
2: I think oculo so the is the is, is, op- stru- is the structure, and ophthalm or optic it has to do with what that structure does.
1: Yeah, I think I think ophthalm is together as a collective. Yep. Whereas oculo, I think, is a singular eye. Okay. Maybe more as a structure. And then optic is seen or sight. So, yeah, the activity that that organ does. Yep. Oro or oro? Mouth.
2: Ot or otto? Uh, ear. Path or patho? Uh, disease.
1: Mm-hmm. Very good. Oh, so
2: puck. pathology is the study of disease. Biology, the study of... Or an ologist, but, ologist is somebody that studies something, yes, isn't a
1: pathologist? Yeah. So that would be a specialist that you send a sample of a potential diseased tissue to.
2: So these are some pretty common. T- any others you wanted to do as root words?
1: I'll just finish the last bit of the alphabet. So yeah, sorry. Um, pharma or pharmaco? Uh, drugs. Yes. Uh, Pulmo or. Yeah. It's got to Pul- be lungs.
2: Yes, yeah. so you can do pulmonary. So it's of the lungs. Pulmonology, the study of the lungs or respiratory system. Right, pneumo. Then. Um, ooh, pneumo's good. Uh, I don't know what pneumo would be.
1: I mean, it's more breathing. Yeah, so that's kind of the difference between like eyes and seeing, mm. possibly.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so pneumo is the optho equivalent. What about sept? Sept, is it, is it a, like a, a division? No, because you can have sepsis, which is an infection. So, infection. Yeah. Okay. Thorac or thoraco? Uh, has to do with the thorax, so the upper part of the trunk of the body. Yeah, or chest. Good. Um, Tracheo. Uh, well, we got the trachea. So, it could just be the trachea or it could have to do with the structures inside of the neck.
1: Hmm.
2: What What is it? Yeah. Um, the neck or neckline. Because I thought cervical or cervical was neck.
1: Yeah, it's neck. Okay. So, how do you get that mixed up between the top part of your vertebra and the female's. In, in that would be inferior. Distal? Portion of their uterus. I yeah. Uh, or inferior. Wouldn't it be
2: proximal? It's a good one. Where yeah. is it origin? That's right. See, it's difficult. Yeah. So maybe. it's not just <laughs> difficult for students; it's difficult for those that teach as well. Maybe so it's, it's maybe it's
1: superior, superior, inferior with the with the uterus.
2: Could be. It's yeah. I don't know because it can. You can move around to. You can have retro or antero. That's do is a body and the fundus,
1: and also its positioned, right? I mean, it's
2: not going to change the opening, but I think if we look at cervical, which means neck, like you said, yeah. you can have the cervical aspect of your vertebrae, which we know is at the neck, but you can also have the cervix or the cervical region of your uterus, of your uterus, which is the neck of the uterus, which is basically the opening of the uterus
1: the vagina yes Uh, and then we finish on visceral. or visceral. organs yes always remember viscero if you have a
2: visceral response it's a deep it's a very emotive organ based response so quite visceral so There's our root words. There's obviously Obviously, many more, but you're going to hear these come up over and over and over again in your studies. So you just need to understand these root words. And now we're going to go through prefixes and suffixes. So these are things that we can add to these words, basically, to tell us something very specific.
1: So Matt, what is a prefix? What do we use a prefix for? It's the addition to the front of the word. So it would probably go at the front of a root term, like we just did. Okay, um, and it usually pertains to location or intensity. Okay. So you might, well, like actually think about you know what's not really an English word, but we use this non-medically like bicycle. Okay. So the <laughs> you just looked at me. um the root word would be the cycle. Yeah. I'd imagine. Whereas the by is the prefix. So, uh-huh. by meaning two. Yeah. So, it's kind of two wheels. Okay. Okay. That's a good example. A yeah. good non-medical example. Yeah. So, the prefix in that case was by. So, it's yes. giving you um, some kind of further further descriptor. But in the medical sense, it's usually gives you further idea about location or intensity. <laughs> like sometimes we might use um Hyper. Mm, mm, so or,
2: hyper meaning more than or greater than.
1: Yeah, or hypo. Less than. Yeah.
2: So, all right, let's go through a couple of common prefixes that you will come across medically. We'll do it alphabetically. So if you have a prefix, so the start of the word that begins with a or an, so I'll give an example. You said cephalic before, right? So if I said ancephaly or acephaly... ancephaly, Encephaly. Yeah. What would that mean to you? What does the an represent in front of cephaly? Um, Lack of. Yes. So if you have a or an in front of the word as the prefix, it's lack of. Can you think of any other examples? Anemia.
1: Okay. So what does emia mean? That's the the root part. Yeah. That's generally mean within blood. So anemia is without components within blood. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess if you did a a direct derivative, it would sound almost like no blood. Yes. But But I think
2: "emia" means pertaining to blood. Yeah. So it isn't blood itself, but it's pertaining to blood. So anemia is without certain components within
1: the blood. Yeah. In this case, it's probably referring to red blood cells or hemoglobin in particular.
2: Okay. So if I said to you the word anti, now In biology, you can have anti a n t e or a n t i, but they mean different things. Right. So let's first start with the one that everybody is probably more aware of, the a n t i. If I said anti, like I'm anti-establishment or I'm anti-redheads. Matt's a redhead. That's why I said I I don't. I love redheads. Anti.
1: What? What does that mean? Against your opposed redheads.
2: Exactly. And so, can you think of any examples
1: in biology for anti? I can in drugs. Okay. And anti-colonesterase. Perfect. So, it's uh, blocking the enzyme.
2: Or an anti-sympathetic. Anti-inflammatory. Perfect. So, it goes against whatever... Action is happening in the suffix mm. or the root word. Okay, now what is the a n t e anti? Um, this so if I said to you anti brachial,
1: so that refers to the forearm, and so we know brachial is arm. Yeah. So if you think about the forearm in reference to the upper arm, yeah, it's in front of or forward to. So or anti before or before.
2: A-N-T-E means before or in front of. Yeah, so, anti-brachial forward is forward or in front of the brachium, yeah. which is the upper arm. So, anti-brachial is the lower arm.
1: Correct. Perfect. Sometimes as a forearm. All right.
2: Yeah. You said by before, which means two. You gave the good example of bicycle. Cycle means wheel. Bicycle cycle or bicycle means two wheels. So, it's a great example. You can also use die for two. So, we know that.
1: So, you probably, this is. Potentially one of your favorite body parts. You could use the, the word or the prefix by. Bi. Ah, uh, bicep. I'm amazed you knew that's what I was referring
2: to. Oh, because you always refer to how well <laughs> structured they are. Hi- hypertrophied. Hyper. Okay, so let's move on to hyper. What does hyper mean?
1: Uh, excessive. Okay.
2: <laughs> so trophy, it refers to growth, right? Yeah. yeah. So hyper. Trophy means excessive growth, so if I've got hypertrophic biceps, <laughs> they've
1: excessively grown. What about hypo? Uh, opposite of hyper, so it's below, beneath, deficient.
2: And I always hear, my sister, for example... I going to say,
1: that's <laughs> my biceps. Yeah, your
2: biceps, Maddie. But I always hear people, and my sister is one of these people, so she's not medically minded or anything like that but she always says oh my daughter's been so hypo and I go oh All so right. she's underactive you know people say oh they're so hypo
1: having a hypo
2: yeah oh I've
1: I thought f- you are going to say your sister was a hypochondria
2: <laughs> well that's okay that's a good one because hypo chondria so what does chondry or chondria mean Chond- chondro is cartilage that's so, right so hypochondria Chondriac means below the cartilage, and it actually means below the ribs yeah, because that, cartilage. that's where the Greeks thought all your sadness, melancholy, and illness sat. Yeah. So uh, hypochondriac is, is someone, yes, someone always thinks they're sick.
1: Okay. All right. I think I'll put you in the basket as well. Yeah, well, th- I've got a
2: cough that just won't go away. Another important term that you'll hear all the time is
1: inter... Yep. What's that mean? Uh, this is. I always get this confused with intra. Ah, well, that's because you're an idiot. True. <laughs> uh, it's intra, not intro. Intra. Intra is within. Within or inter between. Yes. So this could be when you're referring to cells. Yeah. You are a intracellular um, ion. Where are you? You are an ion inside the cell. All right. And
2: what if you're. So, a good example would be
1: potassium. Yes. Much more common in the cell.
2: All right. So, the opposite of that is extra.
1: Yeah, outside. means outside.
2: So, extracellular ion would be like sodium. Okay. What about macro? That's a common one. Like macrophage. Well, I've got macrocephaly. All
1: right. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Big head is basically <laughs> what that means, opposed to anencephaly. Yes, uh, no, no. Large,
2: head. large, and micro obviously
1: small. Okay. So that was, I think, microcephaly was um, a, a not a side effect, but a disease causing effect from Zika virus. That's so, right. Whereas, we, since we're using these terms now, uh, anencephaly could be. Hy- hyperthermia. Say so this other term. Hyperthermia. Hyperthermia
2: means temperature. So hyperthermia means too hot.
1: Yeah. For the mother at day twenty one of gestation. Oh wow! And that Very was, specific. And that would cause anencephaly. Wow. So if mothers, mothers were found to have. Mothers who had a sauna on day twenty one. Yeah. Gestation. The baby was born with no head. Wow. Anencephaly. Wow. Okay. That's very That's interesting. A, so temperature is teratogenic.
2: So What's that? Uh, like teratogenic. So genic means to produce or the beginning of. Yeah. Terato means changing, doesn't it? Uh,
1: teratogenic, I think it actually means monster. Really? Yeah, I think. Wow. So teratogens yeah. are generally environmental. Conditions. Yeah, terato
2: means relating to monsters or
1: abnormal forms. So if you were to take, if you were pregnant and you were to have a teratogen or take a teratogen. Yes. Or something was teratogenic, it's likely to cause um, a deve- developmental or a congenital issue to the baby.
2: Because the term teratogenic, terato relating to monsters or abnormal forms and genic means to produce or the beginning of. Yeah.
1: So if you think about it, going back to the early times when they didn't know all this stuff, when babies were born, you know, um, with defects and so forth, they, yeah. would, they wouldn't have known what is causing this, so they would have thought something's happening like a, a monster form. Or a witch or some sort of, you know, things like Siamese joined together. Yeah. And certain mythologies, I think, came out of that. Wow, okay. You know, bit of a tangent. Yeah, no, no, that's good. Um, so that was macro, no micro. That was uh, micro. Okay.
2: And I was, like you know. Uh, I think we might finish
1: the prefixes with this one. Retro. Yeah, I like this one. Um, so if you're retro, you. I think you'll you live back in the old days. Yeah. Retro. So backward. Yep. So this is a good one in terms of the abdomen. So. We use the term retroabdominal. Yeah. So this is organs in anatomy, organs that are located behind, in this case, the abdomen. So the kidneys are a good example of a retro, or in this case, a retroperitoneal organ. It's so behind, behind the peritoneum. Yeah. Ah. But a person may present to emergency with chest pain. Yeah. And they might call it retrosternal. Behind the sternum. Yeah. Very good. Maybe rather than saying central chest pain, they might say retrosternal or substernal. So sub-below. Yeah, like submarine. Or sub-zero. Yeah. All Um, right.
2: Let's move on to the suffixes. Now, the suffixes sit at the end of the word, indicates a procedure, a condition, or a disease, sort of gives you a clue as to what to expect with the word's meaning. So you want to give me some
1: suffixes and I'll see if I can guess them? If you want. We'll Let's do, do it. We're um, we going t- from top to bottom or should I just be random? Oh, go whichever. Random. Let's do it. All right. We're at algia.
2: So, algia is a suffix at the end of a word. Algeia would be pain.
1: Yeah. So, if you had add the root word, meaning nerve. Yeah. So, what was a nerve? uh, Neuro. Yeah. Now add it together. Neuralgia. Yeah, so this is... Nerve pain. Nerve pain. All right. And so this could be sometimes referred to almost neuropathic. So it's actually, I think, pain specific to the nerve itself. Oh, yeah, trigeminal neuralgia. Trigeminal
2: is a cranial nerve. Yeah. Neuralgia, so pain pertaining to that nerve. Yes,
1: that's a serious mm, pain state. Yeah. (laughs) Potentially one of the worst pain syndromes there are.
2: Well, if you don't move on, I'll give you trigeminal neuralgia. Okay. Um, blast. Blast means to grow or develop, or it means immature.
1: Yeah. All right. So Is the, the last one the accurate one? Yeah, it's immature. All right. So you read for a blast?
2: Erythra or urethra? <laughs> you always say urethra. <laughs> no. You mean erythra. 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 No, no. What's, th- what's that mean? Erythra, erythra means red. Eryth. Ureth. Not ureth. That's what you keep saying. <laughs> erythra.
1: Okay. Red. Um, so that's red.
2: Erythra, site red cell, is a red blood cell. Leukocyte, white. White blood cell, leukoblast, is a an immature white blood
1: cell. What about a osteoblast? Osteo means bone, an immature bone cell. But this one is more referring to the one that's laying down bone.
2: Yes, it's it is what lays down all the extracellular matrix. Yes. But it's an immature bone cell because it matures into an osteocyte, osteocyte
1: which means it's not really doing anything anymore. No,
2: right? it's sitting and watching like most mature people do. They just sit there and watch and wait. <laughs> All right. You said that, not me. Um, <laughs> uh, e- ectomy. Ectomy. Mm-hmm. I would say ectomy is to remove something. Yeah. Can you give an example?
1: Um. Hemorrhoidectomy. <laughs> All right. I'd say appendectomy. Or appendectomy. <laughs> um. We took sort of Amy out so that that's. To, to do with blood yeah um, what about gram not in terms of the weight uh, gram is a record of
2: something basically yeah, like yeah. like a an echocardiogram right. is a recording of the heart with mm. ultrasound yeah you can have a ECG. An so electrocardiogram, a recording of the heart's so electrical activity. So what
1: are all those terms? Electrocardiogram. Electro, electricity, cardio, heart gram recording. Okay, how's that different to then than a graph?
2: So a graph is the instrument that records it. So what's the correct term when you see an ECG? So if you're performing an ECG, yeah. you are doing an electrocardiograph. Okay, and but, but the, the readout's the but gram? But the reader
1: is the electrocardiogram. Okay, why is it sometimes referred to EKG? Uh,
2: because of the German etymology has been taken from, well, Instead of the K. Americans have taken the German etymology for some reason, and cardio okay. is with a K. All
1: right. Um, itis? Inflammation of. Okay, example? Um, oh, that's oh, supposed to give you. Well, you can what? say Neuritis.
2: Which we spoke about last episode. Bronchitis. Bronchitis. Uh, appendicitis. Okay. There's heaps of itises. Uh, We've done megaly. We're not lysis. We haven't done megaly. Megaly means big. Didn't we do that with your head? No, we did oh. cephaly macro. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> megaly.
1: Big. <laughs> so you got bicep megaly. Thank you. I don't know <laughs> if you can say that like that, but. <laughs> so we use that with hepato. Hepatomegaly, large liver.
2: Spleno, large spleen, splenomegaly.
1: Okay.
2: Ology. Ology is the study of something. So biology, the study of bio, which means life. You can have embryology, the study of development. You can have neurology, Neurology, the study of neuro. Oma. Oma. I've got a friend called
1: that.
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> so his, his name's Tumor. That's what an R, though. Oh, okay. Um, so, tumor. <laughs> uh, osis? Osis is a good one. Um, I think osis from memories just. Is just pertaining to that thing. Like, um, give me an example.
1: I think it's a, di- a process of a disease.
2: So, like, meiosis, osteoporosis. Yeah, so it's a process. <laughs> yeah. The process pertaining to the prefix. Yeah. Alright. So osteo bone. Pore, holes.
1: Yeah. It's like density, right? Yeah, but it's coming holy.
2: And osis so is be, the process like bones of creating becoming a a br- holy. Br- brittle. Oh yeah. not religious. Ostomy. Ostomy ostomy is a good one. I always get ostomy wrong. Hmm. This is different to otomy. Otomy means to cut. Like what's you said that, la, la, laparotomy. Laparotomy, yeah. but, but ectomy is to take out. Yeah. Otomy is just to cut. Ostomy. So what's an ostomy? Like uh, ileostomy. So or is it, colon, it a... So colon ostomy. Colon, so is it a
1: an outpouch or a hole? Yeah, a hole. A uh, hole. Creating a hole opening. Okay. S- so a ileostomy would be bringing the ileum... To the front of the abdomen. So, you know, it's maybe putting a bag attachment to it. Oh, okay. Um, pathy. Pathy.
2: Uh, pathy is disease. Yep. Um, and S- then... So, osteopathy. Ah, study of bone diseases. Osteo...
1: Yeah. Osteopathy. Osteopathy. Opathy. It's diseases of bones. It has
2: to be, right? Opathy. Yeah. Has
1: to be. I
2: guess. Pathology disease. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Phagia. Phagia means to eat. Phage or phag means to <laughs> eat like phag- phagocytosis or phage.
1: Right. Oh, see, you might have seen this as macrophage. Yeah. What about phasia then? Ph- sometimes they get this confused phagia versus phasia. Phasia. What's phasia? Like dysphasia?
2: What do you have? What's dys? Dys means there's a problem. Things difficult, have gone
1: difficult or disordered. Yeah. Phasia. So,
2: so phasia as a suffix. You're doing it N- now. I can't speak properly, so it's <laughs> dysphasia,
1: so I've got speech. a problem with speech. Yeah. Phobia? Fear. Um, Philia? Phonia, what we did that. Panea, that's a delicious bread, isn't it? Nia? Nia. Nia? P-N-E-A.
2: P-N-E-A. Ah, like dyspnea. So, Nia has to do with breathing. So, what's dyspnea? It's difficulty
1: breathing. What? Or changes in breathing. Tacky. Fast. Brady. Slow. So, can you have tacky panea? Yes. So, fast breathing?
2: Can you have brady panea?
1: Slow breathing. Okay,
2: and you can have dyspnea, abnormal
1: breathing. Okay, going back to your um, biceps. Yeah. Ptosis.
2: Uh, it must mean <laughs> engorged or enlarged or too big for its own. <laughs> Drooping. What is it? Drooping. Drooping. Ptosis. Is that with a P? P-T-O-S-I-S?
1: Yes. So you, so you can actually have that of your eyes or and eyelid. And that's just called tosis. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. just where the top lid just kind of Droops. drops down. So would you get
2: that if you had some sort of facial nerve palsy? Or would you get it if you had ocular motor palsy
1: or optic nerve I think it goes with a sympathetic syndrome. I think they call it... Uh, it's just escaping. Huh? I think there's three parts to it. You get tosis. But you can get palsy Horner's, of the ocular Horner's motor. Horner's syndrome. Horner's? Horner's yeah. syndrome. So I think you get ptosis, a problem with sweating... And something else. Probably a dilation of the eye or something. Mm. Um Hagia? Uh, Hagia. Or R-R-H A-G-I-A. R-R-H
2: A-G-I-A. Like to bleed, rupture, to, yeah. to burst or something. Harea. Heria. Harea. What's heria? Harea. What's that? Or here. 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 Spell it.
1: So rhea. Rhea. ragia.
2: Ragia means to burst or release of something, right? Like uh, hemorrhagia. Yes. To so to release or rupture or let go of blood. So hemorrhage. Rhea. rhea. What is rhea?
1: Um, like diarrhea to go. let go of something? Flow or discharge. Gotcha. So yeah. how is that different to ragia? Ragia is abnormal or excessive flow or
2: discharge. Wouldn't like diarrhoea be abnormal or excessive flow or discharge?
1: <laughs> well, not necessarily. You could have, I guess... Osmotic um, diarrhoea. <laughs> <laughs> um, menorrhea. Menorrhagia. Menor- 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 That's to do with... Menstrual. <laughs> Menstrual. Yeah. Um, what about rhinorrhea? We so rhino is Rhino
2: yeah, that's a good point. Rhino meaning nose. So think of the horn of a rhinoceros. So that's one easy way to remember rhino. rhea, I would assume, would just mean excessive
1: uh, snot coming out of the nose. Yeah, this could be a sign when, with head injury. Really? You could have CSF coming out of the nose. And you'd think it's just snot, but
2: it's cerebral spinal fluid. Yes. yes. Jesus. Um, scope? That's a camera.
1: Yeah, scopy.
2: So... Like a colonoscopy, a scope up the colon. Bronchoscopy? A scope down the bronchus. Now, if Endoscopy. you're going in for both a colonoscopy and a bronchoscopy, you should probably ask if they use the same scope and if they do, do the bronchoscopy first.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, good. <laughs> Sis? 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 Sis. Spell it S-I-S.
2: Sis. Cis? Sis. S
1: I S or C-I-S? SIS. I S? S I S. Dunno. a condition.
2: Oh. Can you give an example? Oh. No. Sis tur. That's that's a prefix. <laughs> what is it? we're doing suffixes here. Yeah, this is a suffix, right? Yeah. Like so what about uh, stasis? A process of staying still, right?
1: Might be, might be difficult to get caught up with osis. Anyway, True. Taxes. Uh, movement. Arrangement order. Huh. Urea. 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 Spell it. U R I A. U R
2: I A. Uh, urea. Urea. Urea is something to do with urine, obviously. Yeah. Oligo urea. So not enough urine. Yeah. Anuria.
1: Uh, no urine. Polyuria. Too much urine. It's like classic diabetes is polyuria. Gotcha. I'm peeing a lot. Yep. That's all my sus- 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 <laughs> suffixes. Look, I think we've gone through heaps. I think people get the
2: point. <laughs> I think, okay, here's the take home message. Take home message is this there's a lot to learn. That's the first point. Second point is. The same prefix, suffix, or root word will come up again and again and again and again. So, every time you come across one, figure out an easy way to remember it. Like rhino reminds me of a rhinoceros horn on the nose. So, that's an easy way to remember nose, right? Uh, Cyst. Or cyto, you know, cell, ball, round, cyto. Just think of easy ways to remember these things and just go over it over and over and over again. Every time you hear a word, deconstruct it. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Break all the prefixes up. Break all the suffixes up. You know, you can think of, re- you can get a really big word, for example, like gluconeogenesis. And you what? go, oh crap, what does that mean? Gluco, glucose, neo, new, Genesis, the beginning of. So it's the beginning of new glucose. Mm. Done. That's all it is. Glycogenolysis. Glyco, glycogen, geno to create, lysis, split apart. So, well, glycogen. I bugger that one up. Glycogenolysis. So it's the split apart glycogen into glucose. Mm. So that's how you should break it up. Don't break it up incorrectly like I just did. But glycogenolysis. There's heaps that you
1: can do that with. Pneumonia. Work. Pneumonia. A, I don't like this one. I think it should I'm glad an, you brought it up. I think it should be called pneumitis.
2: Pneumitis, yes. Because it's, it's an more, it's more inflammation muscular. of the airways. Well, I, of the parenchyma, parenchyma of, of the lungs. lungs yeah. 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 All right, Matt. Are we done? Everyone, no. follow me on Instagram. Planning for your next trip?